Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. MRN Crew Call is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Hello again, everyone. Kurt Becker here with the Motor Racing Network. Welcome to this edition of MRN Crew Call. Today, we're going to talk to NASCAR Cup Series driver Brendan Gaunt. He's going to take a look back at his career. He's going to look forward to his final race at Talladega and talk a little NASCAR gaming. Stick with us. We're coming right back with Brendan Gaunt. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Welcome back to MRN Crew Call. We are joined today by Brendan Gaughan, driver of the South Point Hotel and Casino and Beard Oil Chevrolet in the NASCAR Cup Series. Brendan, first of all, good to see you. Good to see you, Mr. Becker, sir. I... I appreciate, you know, I feel very underdressed for our, our little interview today. You're making me look bad. I was going to say, I, I bet you never realized I, I won the Masters tournament. <laughs> Looks nice. Love the green jacket on you. Very kind of you. Well, okay, first question for you. I, I know things have been kind of crazy, and, and there's, it's just been kind of chaotic getting everything sorted out as we move through 2020. So are you officially retired from NASCAR just yet, or is there another race to go? No, we still got the one race at Talladega, you know, the, the, the Mighty Beard All 62. Uh, we will be back at Talladega in October, and uh, the hashtag not gone yet, which I wish I could take credit for coming up with that. Uh, but we, we got one more, and then the hashtag turns to finally gone now. So uh, it, it'll be – we're, we're going to roll it out at Talladega, see if we can't – but we've had a great season so far. I mean, 7th and 8th at Daytona, uh, you know, led some laps at Talladega. We're in the front pack, so, you know – We've had a good run. See if we can't go out on a high note. As you get ready for that race on the first Sunday of October, I I think back to when the great Richard Petty drove for the final time, and our Winston Kelly interviewed him that day in Atlanta back in 1992. And Winston asked him for his fondest memories of his career racing in NASCAR. Richard's answer was that he said, you know, I think the best thing is, I'm still standing here to discuss it with you. How about yourself? Is that going to be your take, or do you also do you have some more specific thoughts about your career? Look, first of all, comparing me anywhere near the same vein of Richard Petty, I think we may have may have outkicked my coverage there a little bit, but <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and Richard grew up in an era. I mean, think about the stuff the guys did back then. I mean, bench seats. You know, Richard raced before they were wearing fire suits. Where you've seen pictures of him in a you know, in a, in a, a t-shirt, you know, running down the back straightaway at places. So Richard, that was definitely a, a, a much different era of our beloved NASCAR. For me, look, I, I retired four, four years ago. You know that. I mean, 2017, my last year, the last four years with the Beard family, this has been gravy. 
this was not expected. This was not something I ever thought I'd have the chance to do and do it at, at a great level. I mean, we've been running competitive every time we show up. It's fun. I enjoy it. So for me, I'm going to look back at that career and I'm going to say a little bit of the Richard Petty thing. Hey, you know what? You know, uh, 20, 23 years later of, of driving NASCAR and I'm still standing. I'm, you know, I still got it. We're still having fun. But at the same time, I'm just going to look back and say, man, I was lucky. I met some great people. I got some great friends from this. I've got great memories out of this. And, you know, all through the years, I can, the one thing I can say I'm most proud of is if you ask anybody that's, I've been the driver on their team, that they've, you know, they've been a mechanic for me. I think those are the guys that I, that I'm going to miss the memories of the most because I've been with some great people over the decades. With that being the case, I know sometimes in the world of sport, when someone announces his retirement, it can be tough to stay retired. Will this be for good? Yeah, no, it's, it's not that tough. Um, you know, first, I'm still racing the desert. I still got my off-road stuff. Um, I didn't really tell anybody. I kind of snuck it in. Last week was my seven-year-old son's first off-road race. Um, I didn't post about it. I tried to do it under the radar. Uh, so I'm still going to be about racing with my kids, hopefully, for a long time. Not necessarily NASCAR, but racing where I love racing, where I miss the most. So I'll still be driving things. I'm, I'm, you know, think of Tony Stewart, Kenny Schrader, you know, we love to drive. We love to race. And I'm still racing. Don't you worry about that. I just don't plan on doing NASCAR anymore. And no, you won't have to worry about me coming out of second retirement from NASCAR. You know, uh, my, th- this one, um, um, this COVID year has taken a lot of that fun out of it. Look, the Beard family and us, we're a team that doesn't do it for a, a living. They don't do it. They do it because they want to have fun. And they can't, the owners can't even come to the racetrack right now. So it took a lot of that air out of our balloon, you know, and, and kind of just made us all go, Ugh. and at Talladega, I was sitting there. They want me to come back for the Daytona 500. And, Kurt, the Daytona 500 is the Daytona 500. I mean, Forget about being a driver. Fans look forward to this. Drivers dream about being the Daytona 500. And they asked me if I want, if, you know, come on, come back and drive this car for the 500 next year. If that's your reaction, if your reaction is, well, I mean, if I'm not saying, hell yeah, I want one more shot at that, don't do it. And that was my reaction. So for me, I'm feeling pretty good about it. You are, you're not going to have to worry about me, uh, you know, unless somebody, unless Rick Hendrick calls me and says somebody's hurt and he wants an old fat guy in the driver's seat, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon. I think I'm safe. You, you mentioned uh, Mark Beard and the, and the folks at Beard Motorsports. I know when you became a NASCAR driver back in the 1990s, you said you were just so happy to be able to participate in the sport have, have Mark Beard and his family and his group, are they putting you in a position to stand here in the year 2020 and say, you know what, despite the challenges of 2020, I'm leaving this sport happy as well? I'm leaving this sport happier than I've ever been. This has been my best cup races of my career with this family. I've driven for Roger Penske, Richard Childress. I drove, you know, I've driven for some great at Jermaine Racing. I've driven for some big names in this sport. I had great opportunities represented great companies. I've never had more fun, Kurt. I'm going out the same way I came in with that appreciation of, you know what, this is great. I still get to drive a race car. I mean, over the years, sometimes you kind of forget how great this is and 
there's guys that sometimes don't think it's all, you know, they, they just don't appreciate it maybe enough. I promise you, still appreciative and even more appreciative of what the Beard family gave to me, which is this, this bonus four years. I'm in, the, I'm in the Mario, Super Mario bonus world that you didn't know was there. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, look, something cool. So I, I, I'm at, I feel like I'm still 23, and they gave me an opportunity that I never expected. You and your family through the South Point Hotel and Casino, always very gracious hosts to the NASCAR community whenever we come to the Las Vegas region. And if I walk into the South Point, I, I like to visit the sports book, and I know that I can, I can go up and I, I can play virtually any sport out there, including NASCAR. And I'm curious, from that perspective in your life, with NASCAR having announced recently some expanded gaming initiatives, do you see this as a way to create new fans for the sport? 1,000%. NASCAR has a bigger upside in sports betting than any other sport out there. The only thing we need to do, Kurt, is talk the networks into buying in. I think you've heard me say this for probably a decade now. But now more than ever, how do you get these people to stay tuned in? And it's because of gambling. It's because of the sports betting. They want to watch. They want to see. They don't necessarily want to see first place. You might have Group F, which is Michael McDowell, Bubba Wallace, Chris Boucher, and Ty Dillon. And you're wanting to watch 17th through 20th to see which one of these guys is going to win that group. If the TV buys into it, it's huge. And with this COVID deal, NASCAR being the only sport back, the numbers were a huge boon to NASCAR and betting. Our handles, our action was way up. And even now that football is back and baseball is back and basketball is back, NASCAR's numbers are up a large percentage of what they were in the past. People are staying tuned in. We need to get the TV networks to buy into this. We need NASCAR has. NASCAR's made initiatives to do in-game betting with a couple outfits. They, they, they're working on trying to build their own system, but the network's got to buy in so the eyeballs on the screen can learn and pay attention to it. I took the liberty of visiting the sports book for South Point uh, for, the, for the cup race coming up at Bristol. And when I looked down the odds, the, the thing that really struck me you can get some pretty juicy odds on established drivers and even drivers who have run well at that track. When you talk to friends and clients who bet other sports, do they ever come to you and say, you know, there's, there's some real value in NASCAR? It happens more and more now. You know, and of course, at the South Point, we have the Visa Network. We are the home of, of Brent Musburger's Visa Network. So it's a full-time gambling channel. And more and more, more shows are having me on and having Jeff Motley on and we talk sports betting in NASCAR more and more often. I walk a very fine line still racing and talking about the gambling. We, I always, on my show Gone Racing, I always preface every week when we do our picks to Mr. Steve Phelps and lo- the lovely Mike Helton that I love you guys and remember mine are for entertainment purposes only. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, people all the time now are saying, hey, how come, and they're paying attention to some of these numbers. And, and, you're getting more and more people now. What's fun is the group matchups, the head-to-head matchups, some of the prop bets. It makes NASCAR so much more fun. Betting a one-man race in a 40-man field, that's tough. A 40-man horse race, picking the winner every week, <laughs> you're not going to make much money doing that. You're, it's, it's a tough road. But now we have top threes. We have top tens. We have head-to-heads. We have groups. You have all these things that we've come up with. Now there's some excitement here. Now people are going, hey, you know – I, on my show all year, Kurt, and 
Kyle Bush, he's going to forgive me, Kyle. I love Kyle. We know that Kyle and I are buddies, but I bet the don't line on Kyle all year because he hasn't been the Kyle Bush of the past. So Kyle Bush has been favorites against a lot of people. And I'm like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's because of history. But recent history says, oh, so I've got people saying, you really think the don't line on Kyle this week against Brad? I'm like, yeah, I do. Brad's plus 120. Hook on Brad right now. I think it's great. And last week, we won Brad Kozlowski. So, you know, people are talking about it more and more. That talk equates, Kurt, to you and me and our businesses, to eyeballs on the screen, which means more sponsors come back in, which means more people are watching again, and it makes for a healthier sport. So focusing on gambling is got to be the next thing that the networks and NASCAR stay focused on. Is it, is it as you describe what you see as far as the potential, is, is this a chance to, to if, if I'm sitting in the stands or I'm sitting in my living room at home watching or listening to the race, if I'm hearing you correctly, it essentially makes me a stakeholder in the industry, does it not? Yeah. I mean, look, not, everybody always wants to say stakeholder. They love that term. And so NASCAR says they want revenues from gambling. And NFL says they want revenues. Time out. We don't always win. You want revenue, that's fine. When we lose, are you going to pony your portion up? No. But what it does for the fan is it makes the fan have that, the word we like to use is vested interest, that stakeholdership. And what's great is if you're in a state like Nevada where you can do a, a mobile application betting, and if NASCAR gets this app they've talked about up and running where you can do in-game betting, well, hold on a second. Now you're in the grandstands, stage two ends, you see that somebody's odd changes. You're in the grandstands of the race going, ooh, ooh, wait, you know, his odd has moved. I can, I can bet him real quick. It really opens up a lot of doors. Dover, having the casino at the racetrack. You know, there's some opportunities right now that really are cool in our industry. And the, like I said, the growth is exponential because the NFL's already been top of the heap. They already are saturated. They're going to gain little bits by all this new, you know, mobile applications and all these things. But NASCAR has a sky the limit. They have the most to grow. Before we let you go, then, we have to ask you, let's, let's look ahead to the first Sunday in October at okay. Talladega, all right? A couple of weeks ago, you, you referenced horse racing. You had an odds-on favorite that looked unbeatable. Who got beat in the Kentucky Derby? Is Brendan gone a bet people should consider? Can he pull an upset at Talladega and go out with a big bang? Well, what I tell everybody is every time I race, I bet on myself to win in my little gone racing league because that's, that's the only way I can make it fair when I talk to Mr. Helton and Mr. Phelps, betting on myself to win. But let's break down the numbers real quick. We've been in front of every race in the last six races on super speedway tracks. We have had a chance to win five of those six. We were in the lead when we flipped last year in this race. The 62 team has proven we're there at the end. We know how to get to the end. So at Daytona three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever it was, when I came out of turn four, I was in third, and there was nobody in front of me except the checkered flag. We were there fighting for the win. There's no reason why the 62 team, as long as we can get through that last wreck, we're going to be fighting for the win again. Brendan, you have been a terrific ambassador for NASCAR and for motorsports in general throughout the course of this 23-year career in the sport. So while we hate to see you hang it up, we also know you will continue to be an ambassador for NASCAR 
And uh, we appreciate your taking time to join us again today and give our best to your family. Again, every time that the sport comes out west to Las Vegas, you all roll out the red carpet at the South Point Hotel and Casino. You're very gracious and kind. Every one of you is much appreciated. Here's wishing you all the best for a safe journey at Talladega. Well, I appreciate it. You got to understand for me, it's more about you guys. We appreciate you guys, PRN, MRN, all the radio shows that, you know, come and do their stuff at our place, the fans and the teams. We appreciate you all more than I promise that you can appreciate us. And I'll, I'll, I'll miss you guys more than you'll probably miss me, but I appreciate every one of you. Thank you for this journey. And Kurt, thanks for uh, always being there for me, man. I appreciate it. Brendan, it's always a pleasure. We'll look forward to seeing you soon at Talladega. Thank you, man. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Well, hey, gang, it's been great to have you with us for this installment of MRN Crew Call. want to remind you that we still want to see your pictures and videos from how you're observing and celebrating race weekend. Hit us up on Twitter, at MRN Radio. Use the hashtag NASCAR Tailgate. It's been a lot of fun all season long and even more fun now that we're into the playoffs. Well, that'll do it for now. For everybody at the Motor Racing Network and for Crew Call, I'm Kurt Beckett. MRN Crew Call was brought to you by Hercules Tires. 